0: You know, it's not uncommon these days to come across a video of some robots that either look really human or are doing really human things, right? And, you know, it's kind of creepy when you watch it. Now, why do we get that feeling? Why does seeing human-like machines give us a feeling of unease? Well, there is a reason for that. We're going to talk about it, actually, with our next guest. is Dr. Carl McDormand, who's an Associate Dean of Academic Affairs and Director of Informatics and Artificial Intelligence at the Luddy School of Informatics, Computing, and Engineering. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Great being here. Thank you.
0: Now, why do we get that feeling of unease when we see this kind of human-like machines?
1: I think there can be many reasons, but, uh, you know, the... the uh, there's a there, there can be like a feeling that there's a a loss of connection that we're not feeling that we're in the presence of a real human and I think that has something to do with our expectations. For example, Maury gave some examples like if somebody's wearing a prosthetic hand and they shake another person's hand and they they, they look at the hand they think it's real but when they feel it. They don't feel the the human touch. So really, your brain is telling you something is human, but then you realize that it's not, and that is it's a sort of an uncanny experience.
0: Right. So your brain is ex- It's really about your brain and what the brain is expecting, and then doesn't feel.
1: Yes, I think that's it. I think it's when you're when at least parts of your brain are telling you that something is human, and other parts are telling you that it's not. So. In, in my research, where I typically find it, it's not really that you're confused about whether something is human or something is not human. You know, you may be certain that this really is a robot because someone told you it was an android. But something happens, there are some aspects of it that make you make you feel that it's human, and maybe some other aspects that are just not right. And it can kind of pop out at you like that.
0: Right. So tell me about your research, then. What do you look into?
1: Uh, I've been looking at The Uncanny Valley for a long time, so I've been looking at it from, from many d- different perspectives. I mean, re- recently I'm thinking very much about why is it in computer animation that people can feel a sense of uncanniness and how this might ruin a narrative. For example, if you're identifying with a heroic character in, in the plot and, and then something happens to make you feel that it's not really human, then I think that this, this can be harmful for the plot, because really you're, you're hoping for good things to happen to the character and, uh, and so on. Um, and that's not the case for a vill- villain like Gollum. It's supposed to be uncanny and it's supposed to be disturbing. So I think, you know, in, in film, if there's an uncanny, heroic character and bad things happen to the character, people's empathy is not operating normally, and it means that a narrative that should work no longer works because of the uncanny valleys. So, I think that's part of, of what I'm looking into right now.
0: Right. Is this a survival instinct, do you think, like helping us recognize uh, in our environment what is safe, perhaps, and what isn't?
1: That is, um, I think that was in footnote 3 of uh, Masahiro Mori's original um, 1970 article. He mentioned that he thought it was like a, a survival instinct. I think, um, you know that could be possible. That could be that could be one explanation. So it has been linked to, uh, you know, the idea that why why are we finding dead bodies disturbing or or, or disgusting because it could be a you know a, a vector for transmitting disease or pathogens uh, that kind of thing. So. I think that's one possible explanation, but I think there are also many other explanations
0: so if artificial intelligence gets better and better and it becomes more and more difficult for us to make that recognition do you, do you think that's that's a problem?
1: I think it's already happening now, but I'm not sure it's exactly um, the the uncanny valley that Maury described because he's really looking at a relationship between human likeness and our sense of affinity, so as you Take an industrial robot, make it more human-like, uh, make it very sleek and product-like. People feel more affinity, more affection, and and a connection. But if it's too human-like, then there's like this uh, this negative feeling. But I think with AI, it's somewhat different. I think the very idea of a machine that can feel is disturbing. And uh, for example, Kirk Gray has done some has done quite a bit of research on on this kind of uncanniness that the idea of feeling machines is disturbing, and people are also disturbed by the by the philosophical do- zombies, which is like the idea of uh, uh, someone who's completely human in every expect- in every way, but doesn't have human experience, doesn't feel pain, and and doesn't have emotion, and so on. So I think those kind of extremes are disturbing, and when interacting with AI, um, you know, you could have that kind of feeling like it's a machine, but it does actually feel, it does understand me, at least, you know, in in chat GPT, sometimes it says that, you know, it is conscious and that kind of thing. So people are disturbed by that.
0: Yeah, I could see why too. Well, interesting field of work. Thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: My pleasure.